All right, we are here. Jess Mena, back on the show. Of course, of course, of course. People might not know this. We just talked for 35 straight minutes <laughs> unrecorded because that's how we do it that's how over we roll. here. Um, always a great time. Jess, What's welcome up? back to the show. First one in 2023. I know. I'm so excited. I've always loved coming on here. You know, I can talk forever and I'm so excited to talk to you today. Let's do it. No, this is going to be great. And I'll say this as well. Um, we've had a lot of shows, especially over the, in 2022. Almost every time you came on, I think every single time you came on, what we were doing was we would talk about like, hey, what's going on in your running life? It's always really fun and interesting stuff. You're doing a whole Just every, gang of things yeah, all the time. <laughs> and then the second half, we would talk about a PT issue, right? Mm-hmm. A certain topic. We would take, we drill down. Let's hit that really hard. That is not what we're doing today. We might do that next time, but we got to talk about yeah. some interesting things going on with Jess Mena. Jess Mena just a- ran a 50K. Ultra. Yeah, 50K. A 50K. And I can't wait to talk about this. A trail ultra over in what is, is Avalon. Yeah. But what, 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 what's the island? Catalina Island off the coast of California. Catalina. <laughs> I can't think of Catalina Island without thinking of the movie Step Brothers. Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> Yeah, Catalina Island. Have you seen Step Brothers? I have seen Step Brothers. It's a freaking hilarious movie. The Catalina Wine Mixer? Yeah, Catalina Wine Mixer. That's all they talk about the whole second half of the movie? That's pretty much, yeah, that's kind of what you think about, I think. That's what most people think about. Uh, Out here at the Angelinos, you think about that little island we see off of the coast on a clear day when the smog isn't bad and we hear there's buffalo on there and you're like, oh yeah, there's buffalo on that island. I'm going to go there one day. There's buffalo on that There's buffalo. There's bison. Yes. So apparently, um, how do they get over there? They, a, they, they do they swim? How do they get over there? A film crew was making a movie, I think, back in like the '40s or '50s, and they left the bison there, and they just, you know, reproduced. And there's a herd of buffalo, and I saw one on uh, while I was racing, and it was, I had to stop to take a picture. It's the coolest thing, seeing wild buffalo on an island in the middle of the ocean. It's crazy. Did they run with you? No. <laughs> No, the bison, they're dangerous animals. Yeah. They were like out in the distance. And I i i told myself that I was going to keep my eyes peeled for this bison. I, I wanted to see, you know, a buffalo animal thing. And uh, I was running I mean, with the most famous running book of all time is Running with the Buffaloes. I mean, this you could have been living there. I, I went, yeah, I saw a lot of animals. It was like bison, some horses. It was, it was pretty cool. It was very, uh, very uh, scenic, for sure. Very scenic run. I would. I can't wait. I think I'm going to do it again next year. It was really cool. Loved it. So just horses just running around. No, they have like farms. So it's not a big island. Um, it's pretty small. Um, there's there's just like on one side of the island, there's a whole bunch of housing. But uh, yeah, it's a, I think, I mean, we ran pretty much the whole island during the race. So it. it was so cool. It. Yeah, so dope. So- so you you dove into the last time you ran, mm-hmm. the first time you ran an ultra. We talked about this. You ran, refresh my memory, what was the name of that one? That one's Kodiak 50K. That was up in uh, Big Bear, California. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. And you talked about that one. That was a crusher, right? You you had oh a great God. race, but it like, it dominated you. Dominated me. So what me. about, I mean, remember you talked about afterwards, you're like, this baby, this one. Dude. You, know, you were very happy with how it went, but at the same time, it like, it it you were wrecked i was after so that one. wrecked so there there are two different different races like big bear uh, there's so much elevation gain you were up in forest i mean i remember climbing sections and thinking to myself i'm gonna like keel over and fall off this cliff and no one's gonna find me and then catalina it was a little bit more 
uh, I guess the terrain was a little bit more like SoCal mountain, like Santa Monica mountains. I think we climbed like the most was like 1000 feet. It wasn't too bad. Like Big right, Bear just, just was- Describe what that is. Because if someone doesn't follow you on Instagram, they may not know. Yeah. Like you do a good job of, of, of showing what that means yeah. on your Instagram feed. But if someone doesn't follow you- yeah. First of all, what are you doing, people? But, <laughs> but secondly, describe what that means in terms of that the, the, the normal elevation gain and some of the, the a lot of the dirt roads that you're running and training. Yeah, so in SoCal or around the LA like area metropo- metropolitan area, we are surrounded by Santa Monica Mountains. So they're not tall mountains like if you were if I were to drive an hour east into the Los Angeles forest. I mean, you're talking like some forest, like something you would imagine in your head. Um, most of LA is talking trees, like trees going around trees yeah, and stuff like, like that. Trees yeah. and boulders and like fucking black bears and stuff, you know, the other side where I'm at, it's kind of, we're in a valley. So we get the cliffs around that kind of surround like the beach area. If you were to go to the beach and you look behind you and there's like some mountains and stuff, they're not very tall. A lot of it is fire road. They're not technical roads, not a lot of greenery. It's just, you know, like bushes and quail running across as you're running and you know pretty pretty and you can see the ocean the distance that kind of stuff so that's what but it's kind of like a barren landscape right there's not like a lot of there's no there aren't trees or you know it's nothing foresty more like bushes like almost like deserty in a way it's a little deserty yeah it's just not 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 like something you would see if you were to go up into like a legit forest so it's, I mean, it's, it's off road running, but it's like, you're like, you said, fire roads, dirt roads kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's, it's dirt not like road, trail, fire, single track yeah. through a forest no kind of thing. Single track, like the first 50K I did was single track. There's like really technical terrain. You could break your ankles if you step on, you know, wrong big rock and you go through different terrain. This was just fire road the whole way. And there was a few areas where it's cement. So we ran around like the Catalina Airport. Um, and so that was cement. Um, but yeah, it was pretty. So I think it's a good race for someone who uh, who's never done an ultra before and you would be nervous. This is probably the, a great way to enter the ultra marathon world. It's just it's nothing too drastic. Like I remember finishing uh, Kodiak 50K and I couldn't walk. And I ran that in seven hours and like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And I ran this in five hours. So, I mean, it's a big difference. Yeah, it was a huge difference. But it was really fun. But not all of that. But not all of that's terrain. I mean, you're also a different, you're you're improved and you had that stimulus from the first one. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that too. And, and I'm, I can't wait to talk about that too because I'm going to be venturing into my own I know. I'm so excited first for you. ultra. And while I, it's not going to be on Catalina Island, it's going to be in central New Jersey. A little different. A little, a little different. But um, it, it does have the same character of like plenty of hills, yeah. but not overly tactical. It's going to be 25% carriage roads. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But let's do a little rewind here. So you talked about your first ultra. You detailed it in you know in, in a previous podcast. You just talked about it again in terms of um, just how hard it was on you. So what about that race led you to the idea of, hey, let's keep signing up for these ones. In fact, let's do one right after CIM. <laughs> I know. I thought, you know, it was such a crazy idea that I even did that. But you know what it is? I think I connected with myself as a runner and as a person. I mean, I could get really deep and emotional about this, but I feel like trail running really... Um, pushed the boundaries of what I thought I could do. Like me, you know, climbing up a whole bunch of, not only one, are you running way more than a marathon? Well, six miles doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're 
dead ass exhausted and you have way more climbing to do, it really kind of makes you question like your strength in terms of, you know, resiliency in your mindset and where your headspace is at. And then also your body, you're like, damn, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm at mile 28. I still got way more miles to go. And now I have to climb, you know, 500 feet for two miles. You know, it's just, it really pushes your, your, your limits physically. Um, and I, I know a marathon can do that too, but I think a marathon, it's all about like speed, like how fast can you go and maintain it for a long time? And I think with trail, you have that component of if you want to be competitive, you can 100% be competitive, but a lot of it is like, can I finish? And like, that's always a question that with a marathon, I guess you could have that too. But even if you're a little bit trained, you know, you can finish with an ultra. So many things can happen. Like if you don't have your nutrition right, um, you know, your blood levels go down and we've seen people, you know, fainting, taken, you know, by, by medics or, I mean, if you don't put your foot in the right place and, you know, I mean, there's just so many variables that you can't control with trail that I think makes it more exciting. And then on top of that, you're not around a lot of people. So there's moments where you're by yourself and, you know, you can lean on someone at the ultra marathon world is so friendly. People are, you know, giving you goose or like, Hey, do you, you know, like, can I run with you for a few miles or chatting? I remember like talking to a few people on the way up, like the first three miles, it was just three miles uphill. And some guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, just remember there's four miles. It's going to be flat. So just pace yourself. And I'm like, who would say that in a marathon? Nobody. You know, everyone has their headphones in. No one really uses headphones in trail running. Everyone's very in tune with nature. And it's just like the, I mean, I could go on forever. You find yourself out there, guys. Do an ultra. <laughs> go find yourself. I love this. Because this is not, this is not like the, na- this is not like the neighborhood that you grew and, up in. You did not grow up in like, hey, you know, central Vermont. No. Yeah, we, I was over here on the trails. I was four years old. Yeah. My parents let me just kind of run through the woods. Like that was not your upbringing. And yet here you yeah. are communing with nature in a way that makes it sound like you've been living this granola I life know. the whole and I time. I think that's what it is, is that I did not grow up around that. I mean, I grew up in a little city. My parents worked full time. You know, I didn't really go out much. Like it, my parents just, we just didn't have I, maybe it's just the way that we grew up or that they grew up. And it's funny because I guess, I don't know. My parents grew up in Central America, which they're around nature all the time. But I think when you come to America, like your their per, priorities shift. It's just about like providing, providing and working and working and working. And so I never got the... Well, when you're, yeah, when you're like, a, when you're an immigrant and you're yeah. trying to like set, set up your whole family for success, yeah. it's like the, the burden is so it's different. It's just different. So I never, we never went out and like explored nature. Like people were like, oh yeah, we went camping. And I was like, I went mm. camping like once a year by a lake, you know, like we never... <laughs> My, we didn't hike or backpack or do none of nothing like that. And neither did yeah. we. Neither did we. Like it's not like yeah. Like and it's true. I'm a parent now. Like I'm not. Frankly, yeah. I'm not doing that stuff with my kids and either. I, you know, and and there are times where I wonder why I'm not, but like we're not. You should take I can take tell them you that. out once a year. But you know, like for me, going out there and connecting with just nature and I remember going up this hill and taking a moment and you're like damn I live in SoCal I can see the fucking beach from here I'm on a mountain by myself like eating some sugary syrup stuff and I can you know it's just a gels I mean by gels obviously Um, (laughs) and you're just connecting in a whole different way and I think it's just 
it's cool because it for I've been you know been running for 22 years and a lot of it has been so performance heavy that I can still do that but it there's there isn't that sense of pressure with with trail running either so you really are just living in the moment like I don't even look at my watch I just I know how far I'm going and you just enjoy the whole ride and it's so beautiful it's great right and I guess like it's not like the marathon can't right. do that. It's just like you got to the point in the marathon where that wasn't the case right. anymore. Exactly. Right? You got to the point in the marathon, unless it was like, again, the hardest marathon in America, yeah. where like it wasn't like, am I going to finish this? Right. Right. It was like you had graduated beyond right. that. Right. And certainly there are people who trail who feel the same way. Right. There are plenty of people who trail who view 50K as like a short, fast right. race. Exactly. I've heard that on a podcast two days ago. <laughs> Tim Thompson said, like, I wish I could run a 50Ks because if you drop a water bottle in a 50K, you don't even circle back for yeah. it because it's such a fast, short yeah. race. It's like not, not for, for me, me. Timo, <laughs> yeah. but like at the same time. <laughs> But like if that's how it is for you, congratulations. But like again, it kind of like depends on on all of these factors. But it's so interesting that like you're now kind of like kind of returning to that like um I don't know I can't think of the word for it. I, I, I think know it's the just feeling like I'm trying to encapsulate, but like that, that beginner's yeah. mind kind it's of like feel to it. It's like discovering something new, and you know, like I mean, I'm training right now. I'm going to be go back to a training block for Boston, and to me, it's going to be fun, but it's just a little bit more work, 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 work. But when I'm in the trails, I feel not that road running doesn't make me happy. I, I think I'm happy that I push myself in the way that's necessary to run a faster marathon. But I just feel so complete and fulfilled out there. And I think maybe it's just because I'm connecting with this part of me that I maybe I haven't had for such a long part of my life that now it's a part of my life and it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then you're realizing like, wow, there's so many things I haven't seen. Like trail running would probably take me um, to places I've never been before, right? Because trail, you need trails to trail race. You know, road race you could do wherever. So like, yeah. So yeah. right now... That's why I'm going to New Jersey for a 50k. I'm not I'm not driving by any yeah. 50ks on the way. Yeah, so I signed up for Javelina, which is going to be in Arizona, and I'm like, wow, I've never I've never Ooh, been. Which yeah, one? I'm doing the. I'm only doing. What I'm distance? I'm only doing the 30k, or is it 30k? Yeah. So it's a 20 mile or something oh. like that, but it's a night run in the desert and I've never been to Arizona and I've never you know experienced that. So I'm excited to, that I'm going to be able to experience. That's Halloween yes, weekend, Halloween right? Night. That's supposed to be the biggest party exactly. in the desert. People are going to be dressed yeah. up running in the night. And so what a cool experience, you know? Um, so it just, I feel like it's just opening this whole world and I'm getting to meet new runners that I've never met before and hear about, you know, like even now, like I, I met some chicks that run really fast on the trails and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. I would have never, ever met you had I not ventured into trail running. So it's just, it's just cool to explore. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's been awesome. So let me ask you. So you went into this race knowing that it would be a more runnable course than the previous mm -hmm. race. And knowing that like you, because of your training and because of the experience that you had in that race and then running CIM, you were in a, a spot where you've been putting in a lot yeah. of miles, right? So you maybe were more trained and you had more experience. So you're going into this race. Did you, in addition to all of the things that you've already said in terms of enjoying the experiences, the people, all mm -hmm. of the stuff, did you also have performance goals going? Into I this knew I just because I knew the course was not as difficult as the Big Bear course. I wanted to run uh, faster. 
by at least an hour. I was like, oh, I got to tip an hour off. I think I'm getting to a point where maybe I'll do another ultra race a little soon. And I, I kind of want to take the next step. And the same way that I was competitive with road racing and trying to qualify for Boston and run a faster time, I think I have a little bit of wiggle room to run faster with ultras. So I don't, I think in the back of my mind, I, I told myself if I run really well, I could probably place top 10. Um, I tried and I think I was on course for maybe the first half of it or something like that. And then afterwards I was like, fuck this, <laughs> this is hard. Oh my God. I ended up, I knew I had cut, I hit the wall when I had, a, I drank like two little cups of Coke and I was like, yeah, I fuck I need, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking Coke. And, um, this little old man who's running the 50 milers about to pass me right now. So that's it. But it you know, to me, it was such a learn. It's always a learning experience running a 50 K. Um, so now I'm like, okay, if I can do 50 K, I could do a 50 miler. That's probably next. So. So you got passed, but you got passed. Oh my gosh, dude. On the, on the run. Running with this man. I feel like he's trying to, we're like mile 26 or something. And I feel like he's, he wouldn't let me jog past him. Like he was just not letting it go. And I'm like, Oh, he's running the 50 K. He's trying to beat me. Like I'm going to stay behind him. And there's this lady at mile like 27 or something up a hill. We had to climb this hill and he didn't stop. So I didn't stop. And then the lady's like, okay, if you're 50 mile, you're going to go right. And if you're 50 K, you're going to go left. And I'm thinking we're both going to go 50 K. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm doing the 50 miler. And I'm thinking, yo, this guy has 20 miles left and he's looking like solid. All right, everybody, I want to take a quick break and give a shout out to Lagoon. Oh my gosh, they are amazing. This year, I'm really trying to take better care of myself both before and after my runs. And one of the areas that I'm really focusing on is sleep. And not just about the time you the time you spend in bed, obviously that's important, but also making sure you have quality and not just quantity. And that's a big thing, right? We talk about all the time with training, quantity and quality, same thing with sleep. And part of that is your pillow. I have the Fox pillow. That was the one that I got after taking the online quiz, which was really interesting to take. You, you figure out like, what, what exactly do I need? What do I need my pillow for? How do I sleep? What are my preferences? And it makes a big difference. And this is a pillow I've had for over a month now. It's coincided with my biggest 30 days of training that I've ever had. And I feel really, really good. And I know a big reason for that is because of how I'm sleeping and how I'm sleeping is affected by my pillow and things are just going so well for me. Waking up from my morning runs has never felt better. I'm refreshed. I'm pain-free in large part thanks to Lagoon Pillow. So go to lagoonsleep.com. That's L-A-G-O-O-N sleep.com forward slash rambling. Take their awesome two-minute sleep quiz to find your match and then use code rambling for 15% off your first purchase today. And yeah, it, it almost made me sad. Like, oh, damn, I'm Good dying. This guy has 20 more miles left. Well, I should say, I, th- this is the point where I need to need to say, because I got mm-hmm. called out for this, for for not, not this exactly, but I made a joke in a past podcast where I said, I was talking about my trail race in yeah. late November, yeah, around that time, and um, I said my my goal for my next my goal for the next trail race is not to be passed by so many people in their sixties <laughs> and seventies. And I was obviously joking, <laughs> and I just want to make sure because I did get some feedback on this. I'm I'm just yeah. kidding. Like no. I'm not. There's plenty of people in the age group. I have all the respect in the world. In fact, I just recorded a podcast with mm-hmm. Zoe Rome that's going to be on Relay, where she's she is. 
Um, I brought up Yoda a second a second ago because it's the top of mind because she's like my Yoda. So I'm like the wannabe Jedi trying to figure some stuff out. She's my Yoda. She's going to help yeah. me every month. She's going to talk to me about like how I can um, not improve as a true runner. I'm just asking her a bunch of my questions and she answers yeah. all of them. So she's like editor-in-chief of True Runner Magazine. She knows all this stuff. So I talked to her. I'm like, hey, I'm, talk- I'm, talk- I'm, walking- I'm watching these people pass me who are 20, 30, 35 years They're older hardcore. than me and they're wearing like they're wearing like they're wearing like four year old Brooks Ghost running shoes that have been like they have like two thousand miles on them. They're running over technical <laughs> terrain and, and they don't, don't care. Ass. They don't care. They're like they're on these technical terrain. They don't, they're, they're not even looking down. Ass. They're just running on top of the roots, on top of the rocks. Their their easy pace on the road is exactly the same as the easy pace on technical terrain. Like they've yep. been doing it for years. I'm like, how yep. do I do yep. that? Like. Like my tech, my like my easy pace on technical terrain is like three minutes per mile slower than it is on the roads. For them, it's like exactly the same pace. And like more, I'm like behind them, I'm like, I don't get it. I'm down here like doing Tetris with my feet, and oh, they're yeah. like moving over the trail like clouds going over the mountains. Yeah, and I say that just because like you, you have like expectation like, oh yeah, you're younger, you're gonna smoke, and I'm like, no, no, no. The older, the older athletes, you, I have so much respect for them. I think the first time I realized like, okay, you need a, you, 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 you are playing yourself. If you think that because you're in your, your thirties that you're going to smoke people. I remember I ran a 15 miler and it was a race last year in the summer in August. It's called Point Magoo. Um, the, uh, it's a Point Magoo race out here in SoCal and it has a lot of gain. And I was probably one of the top 10 women I remember going up and I'm like, wow, this, this, this hill is like, there's guys up in front of me walking this hill. And here comes along this lady who I've been following. Um, she's in her sixties and she came in second place from the whole fucking race. Smoked everybody. And it's just like, what? But in my head, I'm like, Look, she's she loves trail running. She's been running for a long time. Um, she just knows strategies. She knows how to train. She probably got her nutrition down. Uh, it was such a humbling experience. You're like, I want to be her. That's who I want to be. I want to be her. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. And the more technical yeah. the terrain, and the more technical the terrain, like, not that fitness doesn't matter, but if you don't know how to go over the technical terrain, there's so terrain, many strategies. Like, your yeah, fitness won't exactly. matter. Like, I, it's like if you have to slow down two minutes a mile, yeah. over your normal easy pace because you're like because you don't know how to handle the technical terrain like if someone else is like i only slow down right. 30 seconds it's like well you might be able to blast them out of the water in 5k but like they are smoking, smoking. you in and, this other race and it's like not and even I think close with running you find like what your weaknesses and strengths are so like i'm a really good i can i feel i would have never said this about myself but i'm really good at running uphill like i feel like i can stay really consistent i suck at running downhill you would think going downhill you're gonna fly by it i'm like no i i would pass girls uphill and then they would smoke me downhill and it's just like some stuff i have to work on like okay how do i put my footing should i really open up my my stride you know is this gonna work for my hamstrings my quads all that stuff so there's just so much more to learn about it um yeah yeah, that's interesting. So I was listening to a couple different podcasts talking about, like, tr- basically running as a skill sport, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause a lot mm-hmm. of ways it's not right. It's like, all right, like you have your stride and you just kind of go, and like it's not like right. soccer where it's like, you know, like you're here, you you got to practice your skills, right? Basketball, you got to practice your skills. But they, it was funny because they said there's one caveat to that, 
and that's yeah. running downhill, whether it's trail or on road. Like that is a, a skill. skill that needs to be practiced and and you can get way better at it. And obviously the more the if the the more varied the terrain, the bigger the exactly. skill concept exactly. comes in. Right. If it's like right. very smooth, whether it's a dirt cobble, road or yeah, a gravel. gravel road or yep. you're just a normal plane road, like you know, like the, the less the less skill it is, it's certainly a skill. But then the more technical it is, the more skill plays a part. And I was like, that makes all the sense in the world. And it's like, there's no reason why like anybody can't be right. better at it. But it's like you guess you just have to get like do all the work to kind of you know master that component. And that was interesting. I, was, I thought it was so interesting. I'm like, you know what? Like I never even put two and two together like that. But that's like, how can you how can you argue that fact? Like it's 100 percent true. And it's so interesting because uh, the other races I've done where it's been more technical or single like track, you almost have to be a little brave. You have to be. You can't be chicken pants and are you scaredy pants? And I remember. That was one of the things with Kodiak. I hadn't ran there before, and there was a it was a downhill course for about two. It was like two miles of downhill, but it was over cobblestone, like big boulders, like little rocks, big rocks, and people were flying down. I'm like, wow, this girl is not fucking scared of falling and hit her face. And I was just like so gingerly, like, ooh, I gotta step here, step here, step here. And people don't you if you want to fly down, sometimes you almost you have to trust your ankles and your feet. And so I knew I'm like, I was I actually- don't trust my ankles. I wear basketball ankle braces. I don't <laughs> so trust shit. I knew I was like, oh, hell no. I rolled my, I don't have any ligaments in my ankles. Like I do not trust my ankles. And so that's why I think Me either. I'm Me slower, either. but it's also <laughs> yeah. now I know, or I've known like, okay, I, that's why I do a lot of my strengthening single leg. So I work on my ankle stability because I need that for trail running. Um, but that was something I realized. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I do not trust myself. I'm actually scared. I'm scared of this bush right here. I'm single tracking it down this this cliff if i think about it too much i'm gonna run way slower but you almost have to have this like you have to be a little brave to do some of this stuff because it is a little scary when you're up there and you're looking down and you're like oh damn if i take one wrong step i'm done and we've had uh, people out here in socal there's this big mountain that everyone trains mount baldy's the tight the highest peak one of the one of the highest peaks in, in in southern california maybe in california actually it's like Mount Whitney, I think it's the, the highest or something like that. Um, but Mount Baldy, we've had two hikers die in the last two months because they fell off the trail and they fell to their death. Oh. And I remember I took pictures because we ran that in the summer and I'm like, dude, we were on that trail and it was the scariest part of the whole fucking run because if the wind blew too hard and you were not ready, there's no, you're like, they call it devil's, devil's back or something like that. So you're on top of this peak and there's just this little little road and to the left and to the right there's just big cliffs so you can fall either left or right and that's where people died yeah no thank you so that's what i'm saying no thank you <laughs> well i mean that's, that's incredibly sad it was I, terrible I would, yeah i mean just knowing me like i can't even go on a, i can't even go on a roller yeah, it was coaster, so scary and i told myself after that 20 mile loop <laughs> oh, I'm, like it's three t's um and I, I i said i'm never gonna do it again but i'm thinking about it now but i know it's covered in snow yeah. no way maybe in the summer Oh man, that's that's tragic, and you know, my goodness. But um, there's no real good segue from that. I'm not gonna lie. My point but being is, you say, gotta be a little hard ass sometimes if you want to go into trail running. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that 
that's one of the things Zoe told me. She's like, you know, when was the last time you fell on a trail run? I'm like, I've never fallen on a trail run. She's like, that's <laughs> not great. Yeah. I was like, I've fallen oh. a few times. It sucks. I felt, I, that was the one, that was the, that was only the one thing, that was the only thing I actually felt good about. <laughs> no, you're going to fall. Like, no. You're eventually going to fall. You yeah, got nothing. Like, like, I've sprained my ankles. Does that count as a fall? No. Um. So anyway, it's, uh yeah, so it's interesting. But all right, so let's talk about how you pace the sucker, right? So plenty of hills, yep. right? You've been training on hills. You're ready to go. How did you view 50K effort in this? And how would you view it after the fact if you could, like, change different parts or different sections so or things like that? I kind of go – I don't really focus too much on pace as much as I do feel. Like, you know, the RPE – I'm the rate rate of exertion scale or whatever. And I'm like, if, if my heart rate is like right. 190, I'm this too much. And of course you're going to get there, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, like one, 190, exactly. like my max heart and rate. Sometimes it felt like, sometimes <laughs> it feels like that when you're going uphill and you're like, this is never ending. Um, with this, with this course, I was like, okay, I got to stay at least at, 10 11 minute mile and if i go if it's downhill i'm going for it where i'm going i think i was hitting like 7 38 minute miles going downhill but if it was pretty consistent or uphill i'd try to stay under 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 12 11 which sounds slow but i don't i can't imagine going any faster up those hills unless you're you know these fast people my friends out here who killed the course my friends killed this course all right so you're someone who runs in like the three teens for marathon, right? 315, yeah. 320, yeah. 325. That's yeah. kind of like your zone as a marathoner. So when so when you're saying this, I want this to be in perspective for people who maybe they don't know your marathon time. So you're someone who's comfortably running right. under eight minute right. per mile yes. pace in a marathon. Like eight minute per mile pace is kind of like that's right. worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario yes. For like recent yes. marathons for you. Right. So it's just putting that in perspective. So um when you're doing this and you're going out there, like what's the elevation gain that you're talking about? What's like, what are the size of these hills? Is it kind of like rolling? Is it like kind of like big hill, big downhill? How, what's the topographical profile and how does it play into how you're approaching uh, pace? Yeah, and definitely depends. So for Avalon, it's a climb. It's kind of, there's two big climbs. There's like a four mile climb, went up 1500 feet. Um, and then it kind of flattens out and maybe more rolling hills i guess until you hit mile 16 and then it's another five four or five mile climb another 1500 feet so i knew at the beginning and towards the end that i I needed to save my energy and in the middle i cruised it i mean i think consistently i think for the most part when it was flat i mean like i literally stayed eight eight thirty nine minute mile downhills i try to go seven thirty and then the climbs i try to stay under 11 so um that's that was my strategy with Kodiak. It was the same thing. It's like I know I'm not gonna. I mean, my goal is not to to run up all the hills. I mean, there's a pretty pretty clear strategy. You'll see most people walk the uphills, right? And I'm like, okay, I gotta try to jog or speed walk up these uphills, but it's not easy, like because you're not. It's not like if you're running like a marathon and you have a little incline, you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna power this sucker like you can't it's four miles of uphill you have to really kind of conserve your energy if you go too hard and i knew if i went too hard the first four miles i was gonna poop out and i'm like i still have 20 30 miles left like you can't (laughs) you have to think long term so uh that's how i kind of handled it um and again 1500 feet i'm trying to compare what that would it would be like your typical 
trail if you went to in somewhere in some mountain? I mean, that's enormous. Some I'm trying to think like around me, a 300 foot climb is like. I'd have to really search far and wide to find a bigger oh, climb than 300 okay. feet in terms of like just continuous incline, right? Um, it's kind of a normal big hill near me is like 150, 200 feet. If you saw that, that would be a pretty good size hill. And that's like wow. you know, under a mile in length, right? So it's like it's like half mile, three quarters of a mile, 150, 200 feet. That's good if, like, if it's like a mile to a mile and a half and it's 300 feet. Like that's a really good hill around us. Oftentimes it's more like oh, steep okay. up, steep down. Um, but, but even like, even where I live, like that's a hilly part that's of Rhode Island. Like there, are, I lived in other towns, but like, I, when I moved to like, I remember moving to where I currently live being like, wow, this place is incredibly hilly. Right. Like where I came uh. from, like there were no hills. I mean, I thought there were at the time, but then I kind of you know figured it out later. But, um, so like when I hear four miles, 1500 feet, I'm like, oh my God. So like, I just take my biggest hill yeah, it's and like multiply a steady, it by four. I... Like that's, yeah, that's a it's totally a, different of course game. You're climbing like you know anywhere between one thousand to fifteen hundred feet, but it's over a stretch of four miles, so it's like a very slow incline all the way up, just slow, slow. And then there's moments where you're like gonna you know run around a cliff and it'll be a little bit steeper. But yeah, I guess I I'm trying to think. I mean, I've never been anywhere outside of California, so we're I live in the valley, but we're surrounded by mountains. So we always I've been pretty lucky to have that. So when you look at the Boston See, Marathon to me, it's like, profile and yeah, you hear about Hill, like Heartbreak like, Hill. Fuck. Like now that I've been running trails and, you know, that, that's where I kind of get most of my hill training. I'm like, oh, that's that, I've done that before. I, I, I get it. So the elevation doesn't scare me. I think what makes that hard is the pacer going at like trying to keep your 730 pace going uphill. Exactly. And the but time in the I, race when it hits. It's like exactly. you're hitting it at the yeah, two-hour Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the elevation yeah. at Boston doesn't scare me. I mean, I, now that I ran, I, maybe that's the beauty of trail running and ultra marathon running. Like once you've done that hard stuff and people talk about, oh, like this is a hilly course. You're like, no, no, no. That's not hilly. That's that We're good. Now we just have to figure out how to keep the pace. But yeah, doesn't. I didn't think Boston was extremely terrible, I guess. Put it that way. All right. So, I love watching. I'm sure maybe you do too. I'm, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I'm, I'm just guessing here. But um, I love watching some videos and reading about some of the training you see, oh, like yeah. Ethiopia and Kenya, and seeing That's all of those insane. runners do amazing things. One thing that you'll notice is they're running on very similar mm-hmm. roads that you run on when you're yep, out there doing your trail work, right? So, like you're calling the trails. There, for them, yeah. that's, that, that's road running. Right. But inherently, it's really the same thing. In fact, if you watch a lot of their stuff, like there's rocks. This is why they're the best. On the roads that they're running on. So it's dirt roads. There are rocks everywhere. They're wearing like (laughs) vapor flies. You're like, how would you? Why would you run on these roads? I'm listening to like, there are like rocks the size of like softballs all over the road. You're like, oh my God, I would never, I would never wear alpha flies on that road. But good for you guys. But, um, so it's so funny because like I'm looking, I'm looking at them like anywhere else in the world. Yeah, this is trail running, but like here we just call it like, oh, this is just elite level marathon training. So, given all of your experiences and you mm-hmm. kind of vacillate back and forth between road running and trail running, does it really change now considering your 
um, growing expertise in this field, like how you would train for a road marathon, considering that like you see the elites of the elite, like training yeah. on similar stuff that you've kind of been working on totally. already so for, think, for these 50 kids. Um, the, the other edge that a lot of elites have is also they do no elevation training, but yeah. Um, I, for Boston, I know this training season, I'm definitely going to do a lot more trail running on my easy days, right. To get kind of, I mean, I think it's always good. I wouldn't stop running hills, especially because Boston is a little bit of a rolling hill and has, you know, heartbreak hill and all that stuff. So I definitely see the benefit of trail running. It helps, does help increase your, you know, improve your strength and your endurance and um, your tolerance to stress. It's different from running six miles with 1,000 foot elevation or uh, climb and then running a flat road, right? And it still could be easy. And I even in so many ways, I think it's almost a little bit easier on your body because you're not on concrete. You're on, you know, dirt, soft dirt. You're you're not pounding as hard. You're not hitting the ground as hard. Um, so I think there's a lot of benefits to that too in terms of recovery. Yeah. You're not going to be – like for me, I've always had a hard time like run easy pace and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, Oh, I'm running 750. I should probably slow down in the trails. There's no way you can do that. You're going to, you're, you have to run a little bit slower. So there's benefits to that as well, where it kind of keeps the easy days easy. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I, now I like for, I have a few friends that are training, um, with me for Boston. Um, and we're all doing like hill workouts, which means, okay, we're going to run four miles in the trails and we'll just integrate the hill, you know, surges while we're running. Great. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So is that how no, you trained for Boston, Boston last, last time? time? It was all flat road running and speed workouts. And, um, I was also in, I think that I ran, I ran it that year where it was in October, 2021. Um, and I was injured and it was because I had done so many speed. I think it was what it was. I was doing a long run in the speed workout, like the next day, which is just ludicrous. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Um, but this year, I think for Boston now knowing what to expect and I feel just so much stronger as a runner in general. Um, I definitely feel like trail running has elevated the game for me because it also gives you this sense of confidence. You're like, I've done this, you know, I've, I've ran more than a marathon. I know I can run the, this, this mileage I've done it. And we're to the point where you can't even, I mean, I felt like there was rocks in my shoes, painful. I mean, I've been through, through the worst of it. You're like, I could do a marathon now. I think it just allows you to see how strong you are and push yourself even more. So I'm actually excited because before you would think, Oh, I have to run 40 miles a week or 50 miles a week done. I could do it. So I think, uh, uh, my workouts will get a little bit denser and a little bit harder. And that will also give me the edge. And hopefully I get a I, – I told myself I want a PR, PR at Boston. So that's the plan. Oh, this so is this, my A race. This is yeah. an A race. Because CIM was supposed to be my A race, and I wanted to have fun at Boston. But I don't know if you know, I fell at CIM, and I sprained my ankle. And um, so – and I was on – <laughs> of course I know. I follow you. And I know that I was on track for a PR. And I still ran like a 338 with a sprained ankle. So I was like, damn it, I really just I had it in me. So uh now I'm going for it at Boston. I'm gonna go for it. Probably faster than 
what I thought I wanted to run at TIM. That's my goal. Yeah. I love that. I, I tell you, running in the running around the five hour mark for fifty k is incredibly fast. I mean, that so is, I know. Yeah, it was. Damn, cra- you that think is so I, fast. I thought like I'm doing such a great job. I'm doing. I'm killing it out there. So both of my friends, I think I told you before, but both of my friends. Her name is Shelby. She ended up winning the fifty miler. She ran it in seven hours. Fifty miles in seven hours. And then my other friend, um, Good she, God. she ended up, Caitlin, she ended up running the 50K in four hours. But uh, both of them are pretty, like, elite. I'm surprised they're not picked up by somebody. Hold on. If she's running the 50 in, like, in the seven-hour mark, this, she's, like, uh, Olympic trials qualifying, like, on trails. She ran the Speed Project solo basically. last year. She ran uh, 390 miles on her own. <laughs> Yeah. That's Shelby. That's Shelby. She's insane. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin, oh I think she's, she's trying to OTQ. She's a local Valley runner. For people who don't know, that means she ran from, Lo- yes. from Los Angeles to yeah, Vegas. Yeah, Shelby, shout out. By herself. <laughs> she did that. Through the desert. And that was... That's how I met her is we were doing the speed project, running the speech project. And I'm like, who's this girl running solo? So she's amazing. Yeah, but... So it's just like anything else. So you're like the, the the sky's the limit. You can really push yourself to do all these things. It's just a matter of how bad you want it. And obviously, I think there's obviously a genetic component, but you really could could do so much with anything you want to do, whether it's ultra or halves or marathons. It's just you got to get out there and do the nitty gritty work. All right, Prevenex is back as a sponsor, and I am so excited about that. I love. Love, love Prevenex. I've been part of um, the Railing Runner podcast for a long time. And in this interim work, they hadn't sponsored the show in like 18 months or so. And they've been sponsoring the show for a long time. So there was no ill will there. And it was one of those things where I just kept using it. I wasn't getting any free stuff. I was paying for myself. And I absolutely love it. When I do a post, I think a post run after any run, long run, short run, recovery run, whatever. First thing I grab, Neurofy Plus. Okay, this is a protein powder that is so much more than that. This stuff is packed with stuff. Sometimes you get a protein powder and it's literally just protein. That's not a bad thing. That's better than nothing. But wouldn't you want the whole kit and caboodle? That's exactly what Neurofy Plus has. It even has probiotics. They have everything in there. It's the perfect post-run powder protein mix. It's no, no question about that. The other thing that I've always stuck with is the Joint Health Plus. As I get older, again, I feel fine on the run. I feel great. The one thing that I notice is in the morning when I wake up, I feel like a skeleton walking down the stairs or meandering around the house. I know if I've been taking my Joint Health Plus or not just by how my ankles feel in the morning. If you go to Prevenex.com and use code RUNNER15, you'll save 15% on your first order today. We have so many people who've, who've used this code over the last three or four years. Thank you so much. And if you haven't, Go check it out today. We also have a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you know that you're going to love yourself. And if you don't, you're going to get it back anyway. So what did the mileage look like the last three months to get ready for, for this in terms of uh, weekly? Avalon, I was hitting, you know what? I was hitting about 50 miles a week, which wasn't a lot. Um, but I definitely got up running 22 milers, 20 milers a lot more frequently than I usually would for like a marathon and just getting comfortable with being out there for hours every week. 
How many how many rest days a week? One. So 50, 55 miles a week. How many rest days? Yeah. So which I think is also gonna help because I for Boston, the last time I trained for it, I think the max mileage I got to was fifty. And I was like, Oh, I think I can go more than that this year for that. So I telling you, just ultras just just make you a better runner. Everyone should should run one. Everyone sign up. Go look go look for one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want to I'm hear about, about this. So let's talk about this because yeah. I'm about to. I signed up for one and March. I'm going to do it. So, excuse me, I'm running the Squatch Apple. It says, I keep calling it the 50K. So, 33 mile, whatever. <laughs> 50K sounds Isn't better. that a 50K? Um, Central New Jersey, South Mountain. It's No, it's, I mean, technically, I guess it's 31 miles, but I th- yeah, in trail, 50K. they kind of round. It's like a yeah. range, right? So, it's like 50K, 50K ish, right? So, um, you know, South Mountain Reservation, West Orange, New Jersey, which is uh, you know, a couple dozen miles due west Ooh. of Manhattan is where that is. So West Orange, okay. kind of people know like Seton Hall University is like kind of like in that area. So um so I'm really excited about it. So it's I guess basically it's three loops. There's, there's three different loops on the course. And depending on what distance you're running, so there's a fifty mile race, there's a thirty three mile race, there's a twenty mile race. So it depends on like how many loops you do and which loops you do. So there's three loops in total for the 50K. You run each one twice mm. in, a, in a particular order. So that's what I'm doing. So they on their, on their website, they break it down. Here's here's what, the, what each loop entails in terms of the kind of running you'll be doing. In the aggregate, it's basically, for me, for the 50K, it's 75% carriage roads, 25% single track. Carriage roads, road? I guess, meaning basically like kind of like a dirt road. Wow, yeah, fire road, road, dirt road. That kind sounds of thing, so right? it's kind of like you like exotic. I love that. Okay, <laughs> it yeah. does, right? It sounds like what are you in Bridgerton? <laughs> um, so right where it's uh, but yeah, I guess the kind of thing where like I guess okay. like two tire tracks is what I'm envisioning, right? The kind of that kind of feel to it. So basically, a dirt road for all intents and purposes. So um, I'm trying to figure out like I've been like Strava stalking all these men and women who've been doing it the past couple of years to be like, okay, what were they, what was their training like going into this race in terms of like, mm-hmm. what was like the races they were doing? And then like, how did that translate to their race pace and stuff like that? So I'm like going into them, like, is this going to be one of those races where like, I'll have to slow down significantly. Like yeah. the race I did in the past. Right. So it's like, What's Hey, that? this is going to be technical. Like you can't yeah. expect to be like running, running. So I'm trying to figure it out, but it's like, and then from a elevation gain perspective, it's a brown four. You know, depending on which mm-hmm. which Strava file I'm looking at, it seems to be around 3,700 feet of elevation gain for 33 miles. So about 125 feet of elevation gain yeah. per mile run. So say you did 10 miles, that's not bad. You're talking about 1,200 yeah, yeah, yeah. feet of elevation gain, right? That kind of thing. So yeah, that is one well, thing. It's hard um, to get around here though, especially on trails. Or for me, I can get on trails, but it's rolling. It's not like so. This course, basically, it's not rolling down. Like yeah, you're going uphill or you're going downhill, kind of feel to it, right? So it's much. I think one loop kind of has rolling, but two the other loops, it's like a 300 foot climb and then a 300 foot downhill, or a 250 foot climb and then 250 foot downhill. So it's kind of like right. I can train on the roads for it, or I can train on the trail for it. But if I train on the trail, I'm not going to get that kind of feel. Whereas if I train on the roads, I can get the hills, but I'm not yeah. running on trail. So what's the kind I'm of trail? I'm excited. Anyway, dude, you're I'm gonna... really excited for it. But it's kind of fun to kind of figure out like what can I do. But that's the thing is like, I'm in this no man's land of like 
You what is 50k know, pace for me? Like I have no freaking so idea. Hard, like I, I have no idea. Maybe I love ultras more because when they ask you what, you're, no one, no one asks you like, what's your 50k PR? You're like, which, which rate? Like which course? You can't, you can't really define that. Um, you won't know right. until you kind of get there, and I think you kind of. Figure, I think it's good for you to have a plan and then expect that your plan might change a little bit. Um, and one of the things I would think about is just like what you crave when you're like so hungry and cranky because that's what you're going to crave when you're out there. It's like with me, it's like sour worms. I have to have sour worms out there, sour gummy worms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I thought I would want like peanut butter. That's the thing. Oh my I God. work from home now, so I'm never that hungry. That's the thing. I don't know. When was the last time I was starving? Well, hopefully. It's like I work from okay. home, so I'm just like, for me, it's the opposite. I got to be like, hey, stop going into <laughs> the kitchen, dude. One of the things dude. I like, love about chill. ultra marathon racing are the water stations. They're badass. Nothing like you would ever see on a road, ever. I mean, the, the, the Kodiak one had the best one. They had people, first of all, they had every single kind of gel you could think of. They had burritos, quesadillas donuts cookies candies i mean like cakes uh i'm i, I, I can't it, it, just crazy amount of food potato chips all kinds of sodas all kinds of water all kinds of gatorades i mean it was insane i'm like yo this is why i love it i get to run and i get to eat shit today this is the best day it's awesome yeah i love it we have a QPC <laughs> yeah. with the uh, the aid station. Um, I think I'm craving that uh, right now. We had a little early dinner at the Chittim House, and I am, I think I'm starving right now. When you were going through the list of food, I don't know if, I don't know if the audio picked up my stomach. Like, yeah, maybe audible groan. Like, I want some runs, of that like, right now. When you're doing your yeah, long so. runs, like think about the stuff that you end up craving. I would definitely take it with you because you're gonna get so hungry and yeah. Dude, Mexican pizza. Can I get the, the Taco Bell Mexican pizza you know, delivered I'm to sure me on course have somewhere? Stuff like that out there. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's kind of what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Let me ask you this question because I'm a shoe file. I don't know if that's a word. I'm making it up on the spot. But what oh, shoes yeah. do you I wear? I gotta give a shout out. The, okay. uh, no one really 50K. knows about this brand. Norda. It's a Canadian brand. Dude, okay, they're a oh, little I bit know on that the brand. pricey end, everybody. I'm going to give you a heads up. If you guys Google Norda, you're going to be like, you paid that much money. Um, but they are awesome. I really like them. And I think uh, I was talking to one of the shoe designers on Instagram. Um, this is why I love Instagram. You get to meet so many people. And they made, I mean, the shoe's expensive, but the whole like concept of it is that it it'll, should last you about 600 miles the shoe so you don't have to buy you know two pairs i mean you're paying the price for two pairs but it's a pretty sturdy shoe super comfortable so i ran in those and i think i found my new trail shoe i'm not going back love them nor does yeah i love it yeah so i saw mm-hmm. robbie redinger okay. was running in them for believe in the run and he loved them Dude. he got like he got like yeah. the space age silver yeah 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 version of the shoe you ran in it was interesting. It was an interesting color concept, but Dude, it was like he was again. He was all about it, it too. It's like these things are unbelievable. How? So it's funny because I have a growing number of trail shoes. Here's one of my resolutions. I Stephanie, mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie, uh, Carolyn, Sue, and I um, yes. did a resolutions yeah, podcast last like last week, mm-hmm. and 
I didn't get into like our personal. I, I I didn't get into all the resolutions. One of mine though is not buying any running shoes in 2023. So yeah, perfectly for that. Shoes. Yeah, I'm perfectly willing to take them off your hands, but I'm not going to buy any trail mm-hmm. running shoes. But I did pre-order in November of last year. Um, a uh, the Speedland GS Tams. So I don't know if you've seen that. The, basically, it's the same. Uh-huh. Oh, same price range as the Nordas, right? But the idea is like they're going to last you forever. So they're the, they're the training shoes that oh. Dylan Bowman um, designed with the Speedland Group. Yeah, and so it's yeah. like a, like a higher stack Pbax foam. It, there's, oh, that's you cool. can put a plate in. You wow, can take the plate out, which is interesting. Yeah, so the, as as the as the dual Boa Fit system on top. Anyway, so I'm really excited for it. But that, oh, I think damn. they're coming in like the same week as my race. You should take them yeah, with you. I ordered these before I even. You should take them with I you. Ordered these before I even signed up. For the I mean, race. the Nord. So this is the thing with me. I had I I really love the Ultra Timps, and those are the ones I've been running with for a long time. Um, but they were out of stock for the ones I wanted. So again, the this uh this guy Louie, he's like, yeah, just try it, Nordas, but um. They ended up, because they came from Canada, they came in two days before my race. And so I didn't have any shoes. I I, I saw that. I, I was worried. I was yeah, worried. You're like, you're like I'm crazy. wearing these. And I'm like, I was oh, so boy. Scared, but I'm like, oh, boy. it's either running these new shoes or these old ass temps that I might probably hurt my foot in. So I ended up taking a chance and it worked out. Thank goodness. Oh. So, yeah. It reminded me of uh, Atlanta Olympic Trials. Remember where, like, everyone who was there yeah. could get a free pair <laughs> yeah. of the Alpha Fly that weekend? And, like, I was like, I wonder how many people are going to run mm-hmm. in these. Because, like, they had just wow. come out. They weren't even, like, for sale yet. It was like, none of these people were buying them. Like, I was like, the vast majority of people who are going to get these, like, have never run in them. They're getting them the day before the race. I wonder if we're going to even everyone, see these on yeah. the course. Flash forward Every, 24 hours later, they were everywhere. Everyone wore pictures in the magazines of them just ha- taking a picture of everyone's feet, and they all had them on. So everyone was wearing Tracksmith, and everyone Wait, was wearing you, did, Alpha Have you tried it was like the, the same yet? picture over and over again? The Tracksmith shoe. Yes. No. No, have you? They're great. Okay. They're great training shoe. Oh, they are oh, okay. I've heard, I've seen less than stellar reviews, which again, they're, they're the first shoe for a brand. Mm-hmm. I, had, I did not have, I don't have high expectations mm-hmm. because it's the first shoe of a brand and even shoes, that, even brands who do this for a living yeah. can put out shoes that aren't that great sometimes. So I was going in like, of course, and I went to but the like, first I also person and I was like, oh, I just met this. It's so, I'm so, I feel so bad. I, uh, again, I'm not like a big person that well, on YouTube and like, I just got into podcasts um aside from your podcast i really didn't listen to podcasts but i reached out to kafuzi i was like hey you have the aliens give me a rundown and of course he was so nice mike is so nice he gave me a little rundown um very accurate so yeah i mean good training shoe definitely not something i'd wear long run but i could totally wear it for like five mile or something yeah that was the interesting <laughs> part because like you see pbacks foam and you're mm-hmm. like okay that's the foam that's used for super shoes, but it seems like they made a very dense version of it that doesn't have the same kind of super shoe rebound. So it's kind of like, what's the point of PBAX foam yeah. if it's not going to be um, airy and bouncy? I think it's meant to be like your everyday trainer. 
So, and I think it could be your, your everyday trainer, but I would be a little, I ran, the most I ran it was eight miles and that was like, okay, it's probably the max I could do. And I need a little bit of uh, energy return in my uh, shoe. So, but not a bad shoe. And it's very, uh, it goes with your outfit. You have to remember, you got to look cool, you know? So if you're tracksmith out, you got your tracksmith shoes, you're looking flat. <laughs> yeah. The tracksmith aesthetic. Um, well, that's the thing. Well, they, oh, they got the new, they, yeah, they the black just on black. released yesterday, that. the black on black LA trainer. Now those look, not that they look better. Yeah, but like, I wear white. Everyone exactly. who's wearing the whites, like yeah, two yeah. miles in the first run, everyone yeah. has the dirty toes. On every run. So it's like the black of black looks like to me a more, more sustainable, sustainable. So, good, good, aesthetic. Good shoe out there. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing all the stuff in the 50K. I will say that is not the only thing you've been up to. Quick oh, shout yeah, out to Jess Mena. Oh, Coach Jess Mena. Jess, tell us what's happened on that front. And, 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 and again, I am also a coach. So if people want to get coached by me, please reach out <laughs> at the same time. Um, Jess is doing her thing and putting out some really cool stuff. So I want to yeah, give you a shout, quick, shout out. Uh, a so, I mean, I've coached on and off unofficially, but I figured it just seemed like the natural next step as a therapist, people coming out to me, they're injured. They're like, how do I progress this? And I was like, yo, it's just time for me to just get my certification. And just, I've always, I've always liked working with runners. That's kind of the people who I love working with in terms of therapy. Um, so officially got my certification. So I felt more comfortable talking about it and marketing myself as a coach. So I took on a few runners, um, have half a dozen runners right now that I'm working with. And, um, it's going to be like team tempo by coach Jess, just to kind of flow with, with my whole, you know, run club, which is tempo training. Um, and yeah, so the cool thing, like we talked about before is I have the ability to kind of implement this whole rehab and strength training concept um into the running plan so and i feel so comfortable giving recommendations because medically i can and we can talk about injuries and i can give that feedback and not have them like oh go see your therapist i just go okay give me send me a, a video of your running gate what exactly is going on if i want to do a console i can do a consult um and safely and very confidently kind of uh modify any training plans or help people out through their injuries so that's what I'm doing out here. So it's been it's been really cool. And obviously, you can coach anybody and and, and stuff like that. But I but right. certainly, if someone's like, "Hey, I'm coming back from injury," or I haven't been running in a while, and I don't yeah. want to get injured, and I want to yeah. some of that more inherent guidance coming yeah. from from a professional who is not only well versed on the running side, but yeah, more I, on the medical side as well. Exactly. Like, and my I remember goodness, like, what, the course. what I an opportunity for people. RC, RCA, um, and they uh, there was a portion where you're like, coaching, you cannot give medical feedback or advice, and I was like, well, I can. This is gonna be freaking fun. So, <laughs> so it's just cool. I'm Doctor like, Jess Mena. Safe doing that because I I can't imagine. I know what it's like where. I'm sure even you, you, you would know like, oh, try this. But there's always like, what if I say something, you know, if something bad happens. There's always like this fear of, you know, you know, litigation or something like that. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, I remember working with an athlete who like, yeah. you know, because also you don't know what you don't know. Right. Because, you you know, someone can be like, oh, yeah, my hip's been yeah. bothering me for months. You're like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> 
you know, I wish I had known. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, but also some people have different pain tolerances, right? There's some people who've been hurt I've been working with who, like, they're just super tough. I remember working with a young tough woman who, nails. like, she is tough as nails, man. Like, if I was dealing with some of the stuff she was dealing with, like, I would have been, like, in the... Yeah, you would have been obvious and been like, like oh, I yeah. I would have been talking to doctors where she's just, like... And but and she's like and this isn't even a, this isn't yeah. any negative towards her. She's just she's super tough. She's like I'm not gonna yeah. no I will not Mindset. be stopped. And it's like and that that can be tricky. And also like I probably wasn't in the best position myself to notice yeah. maybe certain things that maybe other people could have or should have or maybe would have asked more um, interesting questions than I had at that moment. So it really does provide people I think with a unique yeah. and special opportunity. Definitely. To work with so yeah, like three of three of the six girls. Um, mostly, yeah, I definitely have for whatever reason I'm coaching a lot more women, which I'm totally fine with. Girl power, I'm all about it. Um, but three of them are coming off an injury, so. They have, like, I use Final Surge, and they're giving me their, you know, pain updates. And I'm like, oh, great. Did you do your exercises? Okay, great. Make sure – let's add this exercise for this, and then we'll change it for, you know, tomorrow instead of, you know, this being a track workout, let's go easy, and let's do more band work or something like that. So it's been it's been so fun. I love it. Right. And I know – and Stephanie Flippin has a similar experience. She's her so badass. As well and, I love and, her. And doing different things. Stephanie having, Flippin, I love you. Working with athletes. <laughs> she is. I mean, in, in a million ways. But <laughs> And I have, I have athletes who actually – I had an athlete oh, really? who actually moved from my coaching to hers because oh, no. he was having significant injuries. Yeah. Again, not from, like, from a pre-existing condition. But it was like – Right, right, right. Why not just wrap this into one experience? So he was like, "Hey, what?" He was like, "And we were okay. We got we were friends. He'd been on the show too. His name was Seth Baird. He'd been on the show before. We were like, we were like good friends at the time." He's like, "I'm thinking about maybe working with Stephanie as a coach, but you know, we're this friends." One, I, I think that's wanna, what it like, is. People don't. I think understand. that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, go do that. Do that, my man. I'm like, you're not hurting my feelings. Like, I think that's a great, a great yeah. thing. Like, considering like you have this degenerative hip issue, you're wondering if this is healthy but and I safe. Also like, think it's go so work cool with the doctor. To, I think that's a fantastic like, move. There's just so so many people that, so many runners out there that you know, like every there's enough for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. For sure. All right. If someone wants to learn more about you as a coach or wants to inquire about whether or not they'd be a good fit for you or the, best the other way, way around yeah who or who honestly You're the, the best way to hit where, me up for any of that stuff is through my instagram i live on that thing right now so i haven't converted anything uh or separated my ig from coaching or anything like that so tempo underscore with underscore jess um give me a follow ask questions i love talking to people even if it's just a hello what's up Hello, what's up? On by. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Thanks. Dr. Jess Mena, thanks for hopping on the show.